Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. If you've ever watched a police procedural, you've probably heard a description of a suspect that goes something like this. The suspect is a 6-foot, 180-pound Caucasian male wearing a white t-shirt, jeans, and so on. But what does Caucasian really mean? It's easy, of course, to equate Caucasian with white, but that one word, Caucasian, touches on issues much deeper than skin color. It kindles questions of race and the very origin of humans. It even exposes the topic of whether race exists outside of our own weird minds. Spoiler, in humans, no genetic basis exists to separate our species into races. We spoke with Joseph Graves, a professor of nanoengineering and the interim dean at the Joint School of Nanoscience and Nanoengineering in Greensboro, North Carolina. He said, There's no scientific justification for use of the term Caucasian. It's actually a 19th century anthropological idea that was based around a false conception that the origin of the human species was in the Caucasus Mountains. The Caucasus Mountains run from the Black Sea to the west to the Caspian Sea on the east, in an area that's considered by many as the crossroads between Eastern Europe and Western Asia. These mountain ranges, two of them, the greater and lesser, are due east of Italy, due north of Iraq, and due west of India. The southern tip of Russia lies to the north of the Caucasus Mountains. To the immediate south is Georgia, a former Soviet republic. This is where Caucasians, true Caucasians, call home. People from Georgia, Russia, Azerbaijan, and Armenia hail from that area. But Caucasians, as first identified by German anthropologist Jonan Friedrich Blumenbach, and as some still think of the group today, lay claim to a lot more real estate than that. In 1795, in the third edition of his book titled On the Natural Varieties of Mankind, Blumenbach, building on work by Swedish scientist Carolus Linnaeus and others, used the word Caucasian to describe one of his five races of man. He determined each through scientific methods like the measuring of skulls and tied each to distinct geographic regions. Caucasians were, as Blumenbach presented them, the white race and included people not only from the Caucasus region, but also those from Europe, northern India, and parts of northern Africa. The other groups Blumenbach identified tied loosely to skin color were Malaysian, Ethiopian, Native American, and Mongolian. Though Blumenbach found that the, quote, many varieties of man are as present known to be one and the same species, his work nonetheless was seen as giving scientific credence to the concept of biological race. Over the years, that notion has been abused in order to separate groups of people, often by skin color, and to declare, through some bastardization of science, the superiority of one race over others. Also, years after Blumenbach, scientists found that the earliest humans didn't come from the Caucasus, but from Africa, in modern-day Ethiopia. Classifying humans into races, whatever Blumenbach's intentions, continues today. The term Caucasian is still rolled out occasionally, and not only on TV police dramas. Graves said, I was just at a conference here in Minnesota where a researcher from South Africa kept referring to herself and others in her country as Caucasians. I think it is very, very much a white supremacist, racist ideology. I think it has to do with Eurocentric racial ideology. People wish to hold on to the special designation exemplified by this term, Caucasian. Beyond Caucasian, the U.S. Census Bureau has its own definition of race, quote, a person's self-identification with one or more social groups— and it asks respondents to choose from its own categories. White, Black or African American, Asian, American Indian and Alaska Native, Native Hawaiian, and other Pacific Islander. The census allows those surveyed to choose some other race as well. The Census Bureau's definition of race, that it's self-identified and based on social groups, is different than Blumenbach's in that it's notably social, not scientific. 
and it supports the now widely accepted finding that race is not something that's supported by science. Genetically speaking, someone can't be of the white race or the Caucasian race or the Mongolian race. We are of one species. According to the National Human Genome Research Institute, humans are 99.9% identical in genetic makeup. Gordon Hodson, a professor of psychology at Canada's Brock University, explained in Psychology Today, scientists generally do not recognize races as biologically meaningful. Yet scientists, including me, discuss race and describe the racial composition of our samples. To be clear, I am not advocating that we ignore race. In fact, there are many dangers in ignoring race as a social topic. Race is real, but race is socially real, not biologically real. Yet, the term Caucasian, despite its problems, has proven stubbornly resilient. Some people perceive it as being more scientific or dispassionate than saying white, even though the exact opposite is true based on the word's origins from a provenly incorrect hypothesis and later used to perpetuate prejudice. In 2004, Graves wrote a book called The Race Myth, Why We Pretend Race Exists in America. From the introduction, quote, we must recognize that the underlying biological diversity of the human species cannot be artificially apportioned into races because races are simply not biologically justified. If we can understand that all allegiance to racism is ideological, not scientific, then we may be able to silence the bigots once and for all. Today's episode was written by John Donovan and produced by Tyler Klang. The Brain Stuff is a production of iHeartRadio's How Stuff Works. For more on this and lots of other social topics, visit our home planet, HowStuffWorks.com. And for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. <laughs>